Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. Last week, we were talking about relationships and being unequally yoked. We were also, well, I started out by saying that we can go through times in our walk with the Lord or life in general, and we're making progress. We're growing, we're developing um, and increasing in faith. We're, we're being edified, just growing as an individual. And then we can hit this spiritual ceiling or plateau out, whereas we put the work in and the time in and have made progress, but only to see very little results. And I mentioned that one of the one of the reasons can be the or is, as the Lord put it to me, the relationship that we're in or associates people that we're associating with or in covenant relationship or covenant marriage with. It can have an effect on us because even though we don't always see it with our eyes, because it is spiritual, because it is spiritual, we too are spirit, soul, and body. And because of this life being spiritual, we do experience the effects of it. That said, I want to give an example of after I left treatment, as you know, I've shared my testimony as far as me checking myself on the detox unit for drugs and alcohol. This was back in October 5th of 88, long time ago. But during the program, while in the halfway house, they always forewarned us and recommended us to not get into relationships with people that are not recovering. Being that they don't think the same, they don't live the same, they don't have the same values, um, their standard of living and life is different, and for various reasons. But long story short, I'm going to tell you what B did. <laughs> Instead of following wise counsel at that time, B decides to reconnect with her marriage. I was separated at the time because I needed to get myself together reconnect with my marriage. And this is not a knock against my husband at all. I'm just trying to give a true life example. Reconnect in my marriage when my husband wasn't ready. He was not recovering at that time. I was. And what I got was the unmanageability and the powerlessness that goes with being an active drug addict and alcoholic, even though I was clean and sober and have been since that point, since that time. But I experienced the wreckage and the baggage of the other person not being a recovering person. And that is very uh, disheartening and very frustrating, being clean and sober and having to deal with that emotionally and not have anything to numb out. I, well, I chose not to have any, choose anything to numb out on anymore. The powerlessness and the unmanageability that comes along with 
uh, drug addiction and alcoholism. That's just, just a true life example. And I said that because I was saying last week that there needs to be a commitment beyond uh, if a person's going to be yoked together, it needs to be a commitment beyond just lip service or promises saying, I'm sorry, only to repeat the behavior later. And I've done that myself. I say, I'm sorry, but I repeat the behavior uh, again, not meaning to, but that's just the way it is, human nature. And there, it needs to be, it can't just be these glimmers of hope, glimmers, which are fleeting, short-lived, temporary. They fizzle out and they facilitate instability because it's based on basically an illusion. There's nothing solid to base it on. Illusion by appearance. And this commitment to having a healthy, uh, godly relationship needs to be based on true repentance, a change in mind and about face, a turning away from the old behaviors and turning toward God. And there also needs to be some fruit that is beyond just words, some fruit Fruit as proof of change. Let's go to Luke, the sixth chapter, verses 43 through 45. And reading from the Amplified, verse 43 reads, For there is no, Jesus is saying this, There is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor, on the other hand, a bad tree which produces good fruit. For each tree is known and identified by its own fruit. Now listen to this. For figs are not picked from thorn bushes, nor is a cluster of grapes picked from a briar bush. Verse 45, the intrinsically, intrinsically meaning of the natural way is is naturally occurring. The intrinsically good man or woman produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the good treasure stored in his or her heart. And the intrinsically evil man or woman produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his or her heart. For his or her mouth speaks from the overflow of their heart. Jesus is pointing out some inconsistencies here. And this is what I'm talking about. It has, you know, a real healthy relationship and commitment to being equally yoked together must be based on some action and true repentance. There cannot be, it, can, it cannot just go by uh, glimmers of, of actions or behaviors or fleeting, you know, short, temporary things that fizzle out based on an illusion, as I mentioned, illusion by appearance because it's short-lived. Uh, as I mentioned last week, it cannot be based on that. There must be some true repentance and some fruit as proof. There must be a plan of action as well. It has to go beyond words and promises, promises, praise God. Not just fruit that Jesus is talking about in this passage. It also needs to, to, to uh, demonstrate some fruit of the Spirit based on Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 22 through 24. Let's go to Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 46 through 49. Actually, in the same passage, Jesus is saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and listens to my words and obeys them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a farsighted, practical and sensible man or woman building a house who dug deep 
and laid a foundation on the rock. And he is that rock, and the word of God is that rock as well, by the way. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against that house, and yet could not shake it, because it had been securely built and founded on the rock. But the one who has merely heard and has not practiced what I say is like a foolish man or woman who built a house on the ground. The King James says sand. They built their house on the sand. Without any foundation, and the torrent burst against it and immediately collapsed, and the ruin of that house was great. Praise God. So do you see this? This is why it's so important in our relationship, on a personal level, not just in relationships, but on our personal le- on our personal lives, in our personal lives, in our relationships. We must build our lives and our relationships based on the word of God. God being the umpire, God being the governor, his wisdom, his understanding, his knowledge concerning a matter. Or if you're not into God at the time, not, not yet, and you're off into a, a, a 12-step program those are solid principles to live by too but they cannot be one's life cannot remain based on sand things that that create instability or shaky ground on a personal level nor in our relationships praise God amen so as I said God wants to bless us he wants to bless us and he doesn't want anything that we do or not do, or anything that anybody else does to take away from our progress or our well-being. And let me say this too. God does not ordain or approve relationships or the sanctity of marriage before a person's well-being or safety. I want to make that plain. We look at 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter, verses 12 through 14. And I'm going to read from the Amplified. Well, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole passage. I'm just going to summarize it, uh, paraphrase it right quick. This short uh, passage here is talking about the unbelieving husband that has a believing wife or the unbelieving wife that has a believing husband. And it says if that husband or wife wants to stay or remain with their spouse, Let that person, if they be pleased, the King James Version says, if they be pleased to stay with their spouse, let them stay because we may be the road to their salvation. And that word please doesn't mean, well, I'm just, it doesn't mean just I'm pleased to stay with you, uh, dear. That word please means to assent to their way of life. That means you are consenting to live with them and and adopt their way of living. Otherwise, how could you be saved? How could it lead you to repentance? Being willing to assent to their way of life, not to continue to go in your own, own way. Praise God. Well, my God, time really goes fast, as I said before. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I thank you for joining me. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. 
to contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries, P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.